So today we want to go ahead and talk about online learning. Right now, especially in 2020, it has become very popular due to the remote learning that many schools throughout the United States and internationally are doing. So I wanted to talk about some strategies that could help us become better educators in the online world. The first thing I want you guys to keep in mind is be authentic. Attempting to incorporate another teacher style will not always work, right? You can use approaches that bring you joy as an educator. You have to realize when you're coming in, take it slow and not be like, well, I'm going to try to get all these tools. I saw someone do this. I try to do this. Take two or three good ideas and then slowly run with it, develop it, make it better, and then keep on adding more. Sometimes you want to start doing all this flash and then the content and the substance is not there. So make sure the first thing you want to do, teachers in this online learning is take it slow, use some of the great tools that your school's using, get one or two, build on it, prove it, reflect, get some feedback and keep moving forward. The second thing is go with familiarity and easy to use tools. Right? You want to use tools that are going to be easy, something that you maybe already had. Maybe you already know Google Classroom, so try to get more information about advanced Google Classroom or the different tools that Google Classroom uses. Or you might have Seesaw, because you'll get all these other different specific programs, Flipgrid, Google Forms, Padlet. All these are great. And so what you want to do is take one and say, okay, I'm going to use this for assessments. I'm using this for surveys. Whatever that program is and something that, and practice it, Make sure you're comfortable with it so it's not the first time you're using it is not in front of the kids, right? You're going to have to do a, little, a small dry run to make sure you are understanding the programs that you have and get familiar with it. The third thing I want to keep in mind is to keep it simple. Keep it simple, especially for the first time. Tasks can be technologically simple to complete, but still require depth of knowledge, right? So you want to make sure that you want to have a task that is simple to complete, right? You want it, especially online, when they're not getting to see you, they're gonna have to, if it's complicated, like you have to open this, grab, copy this, put into this form, then that has to be connected to another form, then it could be emailed to you. People are gonna get frustrated. Parents are gonna get frustrated. And then what happens is if it's tough for them, you're gonna to have to do all the backlogs, send all the links and making it more complicated for them. So try to keep it simple. Then the lack of complexity is also helpful for students who internet bandwidth and devices can't handle the complex programs. You have some students who might not have the internet access at their home or they don't have a very strong Wi-Fi, or they only have an old computer where they can't download that specific app or they might only have two computers and there's all five kids in the house, so they're not able to go live at that time, or they're not able to download that later. So you wanna make sure to find out who your clientele of students are, their background, what they have, and the resources they have, what the school could provide, and that will make it easier for you when you are educating them to understand what their bandwidth is, so that way the programmings that you have you keeping it simple to a point where they're still learning, it's still engaging, it's still interesting, but at the same time, it's something that is useful that they could also use and implement in their computers at home. The other point that I wanted to bring out to you is build in choice, right? This means giving students several options to show their understanding. You want them to have an opportunity for them to show that their understanding by using various ways. Right. It might be that, hey, you know, I'm able to tape myself and I'm going to show it back. I'm going to make this into a PowerPoint. I'm going to maybe do a podcast. 
There are various ways that you, they can make sure that they show their understanding in certain subject matters that can help them uh, make it easy for them and also easier for you to show that they understand. So giving sometimes choices and some rubrics will help them in conveying their understanding to you. Then sometimes also making a choice where reading a passage, right? And then reading a passage, you could, students can write down a bullet point list they had, create a timeline, make a short video. So you have various ways that even from the way that they are when they read something to express their understanding of it. So many ideas of how they could express that to you will go a long way. So keep that specifically in mind. Other point that I wanna to make to you is be organized. Benefit from logical sequence of tasks, a clear rationale, helpful infographics, charts to reduce the cognitive load of understanding the content. Hyperlinks can give access to material with more depth and scope. Those are very important to kind of make sure that you have. So having those specific things will make things easier. When you're organized, it will make it easier for them and it could go a long way. Concise. Students might be overloaded with assignments. Verbally reinforce what needs to be done. You want to remind them in the classroom, hey, this is what it needs to be done. Put it on their teacher web. Put it on your website. Put it on an email to the parents. The more ways online that, so if that two seconds they missed it, because when you're at school, they could still see it on the board even if they missed it. They could ask their friends. Here, there might be some limitations, so please kind of keep those specific things in mind to have a successful online experience.